It's Linda Cobb, and you are talking dirty with the Queen of Clean. Welcome to today's show. On today's show, we're going to answer some of your questions. And a big question I've had lately is, Queen, make my house smell good and clean. And you've asked me about a kid's checklist for cleaning their bedroom. That's a great question. We're also going to talk about cast iron skillets, and we're going to be sharing the green. And I don't mean St. Patrick's Day, I mean grass stains. But before we get started, I want to remind you, you can become a Queen of Clean Insider. Go to Queen of Clean Insiders on Facebook. It's my private group. We share all kinds of things on there. We have contests. You ask me about products, I test them and get back to you on whether they work or not. In other words, the queen does the research, so you don't have to. We share recipes. We talk about all kinds of problems that we're having with cleaning and smells and stinks and things you wouldn't even believe. And it's private. So we have a lot of interesting information, things that we just don't share on our public page. So check us out at Queen of Clean Insiders on Facebook. So today I want to start out, I've had questions and lots of them about queen make my house how smell good and clean. So I want to start out by giving you a general air freshener spray formula. Now this one's simple, so you don't even need to write it down really. And I'll repeat it again at the end for you. You're going to take three quarters cup of water. Now that can be tap water, bottled water, or distilled water. Two tablespoons of vodka or rubbing alcohol. And that rubbing alcohol should have a 70% or above amount of alcohol in it. Then you will choose one of the essential oil combinations I'm going to tell you about, or you can make up your own combination. Now you're going to combine in an eight ounce spray bottle that three quarters cup of water and two tablespoons of vodka. And you're going to shake it well. Then you will add into that your essential oil fragrances. Now, these are some of the ones that I like. You can make a citrus mint air freshener with 10 drops of wild orange essential oil, eight drops of peppermint essential oil. Summer citrus is another great one, and this is five drops of each of these. Wild orange, lemon essential, lime, and grapefruit. So just think about five drops of your fruit fragrances in essential oils. Now for deodorizing, however, if you want to use it in the bathroom or someplace like that, you're going to use four drops of tea tree oil. Now tea tree oil is an essential oil that is an antibacterial antimicrobial. So that's why we're using it in those situations. So it's four drops of tea tree oil, eight drops of lemon essential oil, and six drops of eucalyptus essential oil. So you're going to add any one of those combinations or any that you decide on to your three quarters cup of water and two tablespoons of vodka or rubbing alcohol. Once you're going to use it, shake it well before using and spray. It really does a great job at deodorizing. It's safe, natural, and you can make up any combination that you want. Now, another great thing is natural room scent jars. Now, this is your general procedure for this. You're going to combine your selection of ingredients in a two cup or a pint jar and cover with water and store in the refrigerator or combine in a pan on the stove. 
you'll cover them with water and heat immediately. Now, this is how it works. You're going to take any one of these things or anything you make up. Now, I like oranges, cinnamon, and cloves because that carries into multiple rooms. And you can reheat this on your stove for a couple of days. Lemon, rosemary, vanilla, another great combination. And this one mimics the scented water that is often simmering in Williams-Sonoma. So it's lemon, rosemary, and vanilla. Lime, bay leaf, or mint is a good one, almond and vanilla, another good one, orange and ginger. Now, what are scent jars? Scent jars are one of these scents that we just talked about with water poured over them. You store them in the refrigerator. When you want to refresh in your air, you put them in a pan and heat them on low on the stove. Let them simmer. It puts out this wonderful fragrance that drifts through your entire house. And I'm telling you, if you're having company over and you put that on and let it simmer, it is amazing. And I really do love for just a simple, gentle smell, lemon, rosemary, and vanilla. The one that you usually smell in Williams and Sonoma. It does a great job. Now, remember, you're going to store your jars in the refrigerator for one to two weeks. So that means you can make them ahead and have them on hand. And you're going to make sure that you heat them on low on the stove to activate them. It's amazing. I absolutely love doing that. Now, a couple of things. You can do this on the stovetop like I told you. Or you can do it in a slow cooker. I use my mini slow cooker. And it's the kind that's kind of made for dips and sauces, that kind of thing. I set it on low and I leave it uncovered on the kitchen counter to slowly release scent throughout the day. It's subtle, but it creates a pleasant smell in the kitchen and a hint of scent in the surrounding rooms. Um, I put a second jar mixture in the microwave for two minutes to get it really hot. And then I add it to the slow cooker. Now, this works really well to jumpstart that fragrance. So any of those things will work for you. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you about is making a pomander ball. Now, a pomander works as a natural air freshener, and it can be a moth repellent, believe it or not. You can hang them up on display, or you can use them in your wardrobes, closets, or drawers. The pre procedure is simple, and the smell is so awesome. You're going to take an orange. Now, I like a nice, big, firm navel orange. You'll push whole cloves into it. Now, the more cloves you use, the stronger the smell. You can hang it up by pushing a hook in the top, or you can push a ribbon into the top by using a pin, or you can sit it in an appropriate sized bowl. The other thing about it is you can hang it in closets to dispel moths and things like that. It does a great job. Now, last but not least, my favorite air freshener, the coffee air freshener. Now, everybody who knows me, and I'm sure all of you realize by now, I am obsessed with Starbucks lattes. I drink a lot of coffee. I love this coffee air freshener. Now, you're going to take an attractive glass or metal container, and I pick these up at Goodwill or someplace like that. Clean it and prepare it so you could give it as a gift even. Then you're going to fill that container with whole 
coffee beans. And it doesn't have to be expensive coffee. And it could be coffee that has expired. Then you'll work tea light candles down into the beans so that the wax top and the wick are exposed. You'll light the candles and as they heat up, the house will be scented with the lovely aroma of coffee. Oh, I'm telling you, it smells so good and great gift. You can put some little decorations in it. If you're going to give a Starbucks gift card or something like that, make your little deodorizing freshener up and then tuck in a gift card with it. Makes a great gift and a cute gift. So those are some ideas for freshening your rooms and keeping them smelling nice. And remember, these are natural things that are so nice and fresh and easy to use, but you don't have to use chemicals to do it. And I think that's the thing nowadays is all of us want to stop using so many chemicals. Now let's talk about kids' room cleaning. Now, I will post this in the comments at the end of the segment today because that way you could print it out and have it for the kids. And this is what I do for my grandchildren. I print this list up so that they can use it each time. Once the kids can read, they can do this on their own. Until they can read, you can work with them and help them learn to do this. It's a great checklist for keeping their bedroom clean. So we're going to start out with the basics. First of all, they're going to pick up the trash. Pick up all the trash and put it in a trash bag. Don't forget to look under your bed too. Empty your wastebasket into a trash bag and put that bag outside the bedroom door. Now you can see I'm giving details and I'm going with the basics of what they need to do. Check it out. What doesn't belong in your room? Things that belong someplace else like dishes, water glasses, towels should be gathered up. Put these in an empty laundry basket. And when you finish gathering these things up, put the basket outside the bedroom door. This is saving steps. Pick up and put away things that are on the floor. Now, this could be toys, games that would go in a toy box or on shelves or wherever they are supposed to go. Pick up dirty clothes from the floor, put them in the hamper, hang up or fold clean clothes, put them in the dresser or where they should go. And shoes should definitely be put away where they are stored. They should not be kicked off all over the room. Put away things on your dresser, desk, and nightstand. Now, this could be toys and other things. Gather up your homework, books. Uh, put them where you can find them. Make sure all the furniture and shelves only have on them things that belong there. Now, we want to dust. So, use a microfiber cloth to clean up dust. Each piece of furniture, desk, dresser, shelves, nightstand should be dusted. And don't forget to wipe underneath things like lamps and clocks too. Now, is there a mirror in your room? If so, use a damp microfiber cloth to wipe it and then dry it to polish with a dry microfiber cloth. Change your sheets. Pull the bedspread and sheets off your bed. Don't remove the mattress pad until mom tells you to do so. Take the pillows off and take the pillowcases off of them. Now, put the new sheets and pillowcase on and make your bed and put the dirty sheets outside your door in the laundry basket. Vacuuming. 
There should be nothing on the floor that doesn't belong there, so it will be easy to vacuum. Begin vacuuming, working your way around the room, and don't use the vacuum to pick up things like coins and toys or Legos, no matter how much fun it might seem to you. If these things get in the vacuum, they might break the vacuum, and I don't think mom will be too happy about that. You're almost done. Wipe, wrap the cord up on the vacuum. Put it outside the door. Take the dirty sheets to the laundry room, take the trash bag to the garbage can, and take your laundry basket of things that need to be put away and put them where they should go. Now, take a quick look around. Check your room. Did you miss anything? Did you see anything that needs to be put where it goes? If not, you are done. And hey, kids, great job. Now, I have to admit we are all adults here that are listening to this. But didn't we learn something about cleaning our own room by listening to that? Remember, you can look for that in the comments at the end of today's segment. Giving the kids a checklist really is helpful, and it makes them feel like they've accomplished things. And remember, if it's not right the first time, don't be too critical. Always disperse some praise into it so that they feel good about what they're doing. Now, I want to talk to you about cast iron care. Step-to-step um, -step guide for taking care of your cast iron. Removing rust and corrosion from cast iron. Remove all the rust. Use fine steel wool to remove rust from any areas that have it. And scour the skillet until the area turns to raw cast iron. Wash the skillet thoroughly with warm water and mild dish soap. You can scrub it with a brush if you need to, a gentle scouring pad or a mesh sponge if needed. Dry the skillet thoroughly and place it on a paper towel. Let it sit and dry and then cover the pan with a coating of oil. Vegetable oil is great for that. And don't forget to do the bottom and the handle too. That's called re-seasoning. Seasoning is simply putting oil back into the iron that prevents the rust and provides a natural, easy-release finish that continues to improve with use. Seasoning can refer to both the initial finish of the cookware as well as the ongoing process. Now, any oil will work good for that that you would cook with, but a good vegetable oil is always one of the best ones to use. Now, let's talk quickly about cleaning a cast iron skillet. Now, there's a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts. First of all, don't use soap all the time. Don't use steel wool. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Actually, it's easy to care for if done right. Clean the skillet immediately after use while it is still hot or warm. Avoid soaking that pan or leaving it in the sink because it may rust. Wash the skillet by hand using hot water and a sponge or a stiff brush. Avoid using dishwasher detergent, soap, or steel wool when you are just cleaning the pan up after using it because these things will remove the seasoning. To remove stuck-on food, scrub the pan with a paste of coarse kosher salt and water. Stubborn food residue may also be loosened by putting some boiling water in the pan. Now you're going to always thoroughly towel dry the skillet or dry it on the stove over low heat. And I prefer to dry it on low heat. Now keep an eye on it because if you forget it, it only takes a few minutes for it to overheat and it only takes really seconds for it to dry. Now for regular cleaning on cast iron, clean the skillet immediately after use. Remember that. Wash by hand using hot water. 
Remove stuck on food with a paste of coarse kosher salt and water. Always dry it and remember to reseason it with a good heavy duty vegetable oil. Now, quickly, I want to move on to just one more thing today on the podcast. I've had a lot of questions about mops and what works best. And I want to remind you that the best mop that you can use is a microfiber mop. Now, you might have heard that cleaning with a wet mop is like washing your floors with dirty water. And it turns out it really is. Research suggests that when stored, wet mops support so much bacterial growth that they can't even be cleaned through chemical disinfection. So I'm talking about those rag mops that you're slopping around your floors and those sponge mops that you think are doing a good job. Now, when laundered and dried, mops are perfectly sanitary. That's why you'll want to ditch your traditional mop in favor of a mop that is machine washable. Now you're going to look for microfiber mops with heads that Velcro onto the mop head holder. You can remove them and toss them in the washing machine with nothing but hot water and detergent. Now with all microfiber, you never ever want to use additives. You never use bleach. You never use fabric softener. It ruins the microfiber and they will not work appropriately and you will have wasted your money on them. So remember, that's important. You can hang the microfiber to dry or you can use the dryer. Microfiber mops are perfect for wood floors, laminate, luxury vinyl, tile. Nothing but hot water should be used on these. Using cleaning products creates a film on hard floors that will turn your floors dull and hazy. The fabric and microfiber is what provides the cleaning power. You will never have a hazy floor. You will never look at dark hardwood floors and see footprints going across them. They will always be clean and bright and sanitary. Now stay away from those sponge mops. They absorb dirt and bacteria and are impossible to clean and sanitize. And they work like a squeegee and they pull all that dirty water into your grout lines. And I know you don't want that. Now in the comments on today's podcast, I will give you some information on the microfiber mop that I use at the palace. It is good quality microfiber, but the nice thing about it is it is priced reasonably. It is not like some of those brands out there that are an arm and a leg. You don't need those. You just need to stay away from microfiber that's more like a rag. The ones I use are quality and they are affordable. So check out the comments at the end of today's show. Now, if you have any questions about anything that you want me to cover on the next podcast, send them to me at ask at queenofclean.com. That's ask at queenofclean.com. And if you have other information that you want to talk to me about, go to ask at queenofclean.com too. If you have a product you want me to test, go to ask at queenofclean.com. Remember, I can do the research so you don't have to. So guys, I'm so glad you stopped by today to listen to the podcast. I hope you learned a lot. Don't forget to check the comments for links to things that I talked about and that list for kids cleaning their rooms. So until we talk again, thanks for talking dirty with the Queen of Clean.